What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? Thanks for tuning in to the Swamp Life Podcast with yours truly, the one and only Big Gator, Spiffy Gator, Don Kamen, Mr. Where's My Lighter, Gold Chain Gator. That's all y'all need tonight. Um, this isn't our usual day to record. Um, it's been a very eventful week since the last time I recorded. Um, I'll, I'll get into it later in the podcast. Uh, you know, before I get into the shit, I wanted to just touch on, it's kind of, I can't really, it's weird trying to address shit that you can't jump into too much detail on because you're not trying to put people's businesses out there, (laughs) businesses, business out there, but it's kind of incredible how some people live in a false reality or just how people create false, I won't say false, I guess, but it's incredibly, well, I find it incredibly interesting, the validations or the reasons people make for themselves to do certain things or to justify certain actions that they deem, you know, okay. Just in general, I'm not speaking on anyone specific on this current situation. Mentally, I am, I guess. But like I said, I just think what people will justify when they deem it okay is one of the most incredible things ever. The amount of reasons or explanations or excuses that a person will find when they deem the situation worth it is is it's crazy but anyways what i really wanted to get into was uh mainly some sports shit just in the beginning i know most of y'all don't listen to or i don't i won't say most of y'all i don't really know who the fuck listens to my podcast honestly so i don't know who gives a fuck about sports and who doesn't Actually, like, I would really appreciate if some of y'all let me know if y'all listen so, like, I could steer some of my topics a little bit more guided towards y'all. You feel me? But, anyways, um, bold prediction, Chip Kelly got hired at UCLA, right? And me, Richard, and Aaron were talking about this, um, I don't remember what day this was, but these niggas think that Chip Kelly, oh no, Aaron, Aaron was rocking with me, actually. I'm not going to throw in under the bus. But this nigga Richard thinks Chip Kelly's system is dated. And I 100% disagree. Chip Kelly was popping when that nigga was coaching at Oregon. And I think that's just going to be further. He's just going to pick up exactly where he left off since he's not going to have to fucking get on a flight to L.A. to get these niggas to go to Oregon. They don't even got to leave home. They can still get their mamas cooking. What? And they can still get their laundry done at the crib. What? Anyways. Bold prediction. UCLA is going to be popping in 2020 for football. You got to get that nigga two years to really implement his system. Really get his own players in there. Get his own quarterback. Really get his own quarterback system going. You know what I mean? Because he's going to he's gonna switch all that shit around. He's going to be running a no-huddle offense. A very quick, fast-paced game. You feel me? And I think he's going to need his own players and his own coaches and all that shit for that shit to really be a successful thing. And I think in order for that to really take off, he needs two seasons. So 
I'm gonna go UCLA a top a top six team in 2020. Bold prediction. And if that's not bold enough for you, fuck you. Anyways, on to the NFL. Um, I'm sure most of you guys have heard about the rule that they just released um, that the NFL players are going to be required to stand for the national anthem. Just a quick side note. They already pretty much were required to stand for the national anthem. If you haven't been paying attention, motherfuckers. Like, Colin Kaepernick was blackballed. Eric Reed. I don't think he has a job yet either. You feel me? Like I was saying, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job yet. Eric Reed, I don't think... Although he's definitely should get a job, I don't think anyone's going to bring him in after he filed his um, his same same sort of lawsuit that Colin Kaepernick did. Um, I forgot what it... A colluding lawsuit against the NFL. I doubt anyone's going to hire him after that. And... But if you're unfamiliar with, with what the rule was, basically, they technically made a rule stating that players are... The home team chooses whether players are going to come out for the national anthem. And if players are going to come out for the national anthem, they are required to stand. And if they're not standing, if they choose some form of protest, there will be a 15-yard penalty enforced against that team. And a fine, I'm assuming. Because, and shout out to this dude who, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not going to call him this dude. Let me find his name, because this is... If they are really doing this, I want to really give him his credit and his just due because being a black man, I really do appreciate certain things like this. And it's loading. So give me one second. The New York Jets chairman says he's going to pay the fines for all players who take a protest during the teams during the national anthem. He says, and I quote, I do not like imposing any club specific rules. If somebody takes a need that will be, that will find, ah, I'm sorry, y'all. What the fuck? That fine will be borne by the organization, by me, not the players. I never want to put restrictions on the speech of our players, but do I prefer they stand? Of course. I understand if they, but I do understand if they feel the need that they protest. He continued with, There are some big complicated issues that we're struggling with. And if our players are on the front lines, I do not want to come down on them like a ton of bricks. And I won't. There will be no club fines or suspensions or any sort of repercussions. If the team gets fined, that's just something I'll have to bear. And I really want to compliment him. I don't know if I said his name, but his name is Christopher Johnson. And we're going to give Christopher Johnson a round of applause. Shout out to Christopher Johnson. Um... But the NFL is just, that's on some bullshit. The crazy thing is they're enforcing this just for the semantics of the, to say they actually, there's actually a rule now because now no one is allowed to say, well, this is just a peaceful protest. This is not disturbing anything. There's nothing in the bylaws stating that we can't do this. What is the problem here? And instead of actually trying to support the problem or 
address it and provide some sort of not I won't say solution to the problem but assist in the proper direction with the problem they chose to combat it and take this stance on this issue and that's something I won't understand because it's so it's so easy to go in the opposite direction and dare I say more profitable imagine well I, I don't want to say more profitable because then I I don't want to be one of those people that live in a bubble and ignore the dollar of middle California or middle America you know what I mean I feel like being a person that's lived in not just California excuse me you really see the bubble of people's thoughts who've only grown up in California and they they really don't understand and and I don't think they truly understood before Trump was elected the amount of people in middle America and their dollar and just their feelings like I think it's so crazy the amount of people in California that just ignored that whole portion of America. But I don't want to get off on a tangent because actually that was a good tangent to go off of. Fuck that. Because that whole portion of middle America is actually the biggest supporters of the NFL. And I think that's another thing that people fail to realize. That's who watches the NFL the most. It's, but like I was saying, I think it's definitely more profitable because the NFL just revealed how, how much, not how much money, but their sponsorships were going down. The amount of viewers they were having were going down each week for every game. So imagine if they were to start supporting black issues or not even the thing is, the thing that I think is even more crazy about this they don't even have to start supporting black issues and getting behind all these protests and things like that. Literally, I feel like all they have to do is not combat them, not be in the way of these things. If you don't want to help, that's, I feel like that's, it's not okay, but don't punish players for this. Don't blackball their careers. Like, you don't have to... You're signing them to million-dollar contracts. Why not ensure that they're living their best life? And they're, if they're living their best life off the field, I feel like that ensures that they're living their best life on the field. I just feel like that's how it would add up. And I don't mean living their best life as in partying and going out and not working out and doing shit like that. I just mean... The players who are trying to be involved in their communities and really take stands and these sorts of, on these sorts of issues. Now, if these players were allowed to take these stances freely and not be attacked or ostracized, I think they'd be so much more focused on the field as well because then they know 
how things are going off the field and they know they have the team's backing as opposed to they're fighting on the field and off the field with the people who are supposed to be wearing the same uniform as them. Why is it that every time women get out of a relationship and they get into a new relationship or not, I wouldn't even say get into a new relationship. Every time women get out of a relationship and they speak on their old relationship, they like to say things like it was so toxic and hard for them and draining on their their well-being and their mental health and shit like that. I just, it, you know, before I, before I even go there, let me just, you know... Uh, Mac Miller crashed his car over the weekend. I don't, I'm I'm not sure from where, honestly. I just read this and I kind of wanted to get into it. He was leaving some party and paparazzi was following him and he crashed his car. And he then he crashed his car. His friend gets out to give a statement to the police. And then Mac Miller then drives home. Now, I then from his house he calls the cops and then he blows a .15 into the into the breathalyzer now i wanted to make sure that i read all the all the things that i read or i wanted to make sure that i stated all the things that i read so i could then say all the issues that i had with this because my nigga for one my first and my biggest issue is if you're this fucking drunk and you need to get home. And you have a friend with you. Why the fuck are you driving? That does not make sense to me. I won't be the person that completely attacks somebody for drunk driving. Or completely bashes a nigga for drunk driving. Because I've driven buzzed. And I've driven a little drunk to get home before. Because I had to get home. I'm not glorifying it. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm not hyping it up. I'm not one of those people that talk it's gonna like talk about it to be cool or anything like that. That shit wasn't cool. I I know that. I had to get home though. It is what it is. You feel me? Niggas have done it. I know. It's bad. But it's just if you're that drunk, why didn't you have the friend drive? Like, if you're gonna have him talk to the police, that means he's I feel like he's decent enough to drive, wouldn't you say? And then if you're if you're gonna leave him there, that's cool. I guess he's just gonna Uber back to the crib. That's I, that's whatever. But then you get back to the crib, and then you still blow double the fucking legal limit in the breathalyzer. Like my nigga, you had whatever time to do something. Like I guess you didn't have too much time to do something to do too much of anything but like if you're gonna go home and call the cops on your terms then I feel like there's some nigga you got access you got money you got access to something I feel like to where there's something you could buy when you got different kind of money that you're not gonna blow a point one five. and if you don't got different kind of money then don't argue with me about this because I don't got different kind of money to have access to this so and I, I, I feel I guarantee it nigga I guarantee it, because what the fuck, what the fuck is the purpose of having that much money for if you can't do different kind of shit like that? You feel me? Like I just, I just don't believe that. But I don't want to get off. I want to get off the main point. Um, 
then somebody put out a tweet talking about how it's just sad that Mac Miller put out a 10 song album about his love for Ariana Grande then she dumps him gets in a whole new relationship and Mac Miller's out here sad as fuck crashing his car getting into a DUI about their love and then Ariana Grande replies to this random nigga's tweet talking about how hard it was for her in that relationship and how toxic it was and how she was and still is praying for him at all times and you know I just think it's crazy how that's the most common line said anytime women get out of a relationship and everything like that that it was so draining on their mental health and so toxic and shit like that because if it was so toxic and everything in the relationship why the fuck didn't you leave so like long ago you feel me like beforehand i i'm not gonna lie to y'all i didn't really understand the whole being in love shit and like you know what i mean really like craving other people's affection and all that good stuff and all that love shit i'm i just i wasn't here for it i didn't understand it like if we would have talked about this a year ago i wouldn't have been down for it but in saying that i love me more than i love anybody else so i would never harm myself to love another person that just doesn't make sense to me and i don't think that'll ever make sense like i'm not gonna just continuously make myself sad to please another person and although i don't want to sound naive to the fact that you feel me there are people who have low self-esteem and like you know need other people's attention to help them build that up and and they crave other people's affection and attention to help them make it through days and deal with other circumstances in their life and to that you know yeah I I get that you know I don't want to completely say that that's like a bullshit thing but you know I feel like everybody can become their own best hype man because I'm saying this from personal experience I had to become my own best hype man people you know like assume I'm some overly confident individual and things like that because I am I mean I do have a a certain level of confidence that can be perceived as arrogance by some people at times but like it wasn't always like that you feel me like I had to work to I had to work to build myself up to ignore other people's opinions or thoughts or concerns or just shit in general about me. I had to impute that in deep, like deep in my brain that my opinion is the only opinion that matters about me and what I think about me is the most important thing and what I want to do or how I feel about the situation matters more than how anyone else feels about the situation. That was just something that I had to, like, shovel over and over and over and over and over again in my head because I didn't have anyone else to hype me up or to congratulate me or to support my ideas or thoughts or goals and shit like that. And this isn't me trying to tell some sob story. Like, 
my nigga, this is facts. And I'm not, like, going to go into full detail about, like, my lives about, like, about shit like that. But, like, you know, I think I don't want to get too off topic in saying all this. But, like, I'm just, like, saying in her saying all that, I just feel like it's too common, man. And if you're going to be in a situation, if it's not beneficial, then I feel like you should just leave. Like, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're getting anything any value out of it then just dip out like i don't understand like like i just that's something that i'll i don't think all that will ever make sense to me personally and then and then talking about this offset also got into a crash his crash was a few days before mac miller's i think you know Normally, I don't even really like to make crazy assumptions about what's going on in celebrities' lives and shit like that. And, like, I don't even really... I didn't really care about the whole offset crashing situation. I just assumed, similar to Mac Miller, he was driving home a little tipsy. You know what I mean? Crashed, totaled, and went to the hospital. It was what it was. What I didn't like about... Or what I don't like about the situation is when I feel like I'm being lied to... And why did Cardi B tweet, it's crazy how God works. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. She said something like, it's crazy how God works. A homeless man was trying to get hit or killed in the road and also had to swerve and crash and hit a tree. But it's crazy how some random man, by the grace of God, was just walking by and pulled him out and walked him home and then disappeared. Like... I'm going to just, I'm going to leave a moment of silence because I want y'all to process that, bro. Like, how fucking dumb does she think we are? Honestly, like, I would just rather her say absolutely nothing. Just leave the whole situation alone. Like, your real life telling me, so there was a one random homeless man in the street that just was trying to get hit. Then some other random man pulled Offset out the car and just, what, then threw Offset on his shoulders and then walked him home on his shoulders? How does he know where he lives? Like, what are we... What are we talking? Like, I just... It's just certain shit, like, there's no reason for her to to tell us a lie you know like she could have just left us alone and it would have been one of those situations where people talk about it for and honestly his car was fucked up so it it was pretty bad so it it might have been something where people talk about for a week and then it disappeared but honestly people weren't talking about it for more than three days and then she said this dumb shit and then it's just like well for me it's just like who the fuck like you know, like, who who do you think we are? Like, I'm not a kid, bro. Like, I don't need you to lie to me. I'm not... You don't need to say something dumb to me for me to, you know? Like, just let the situation blow over. We don't even got to talk about it. We don't got to address it. We didn't even need to put the pictures out. You feel me? There was no reason. It is what it is. I, I crashed. I'm cool. Boom. That's it. Like, anyways. But, man, speaking of crashing, goddamn... I've been in two accidents in a week so far. 
One was with another car. One I was driving. One I was in the passenger. One involved another car. One just involved... I don't know. I don't know what she was doing. I'll, I'll get into that. I don't know if she's going to listen to this. But she might be mad. But we still going to get into it. Anyways. Alright. For me personally, I was driving. You feel me? I'm on my way back to Fresno. And, um... Man. I try to be a good Samaritan. And allow a young nigga to... Not a young nigga. I'm not going to get too... Thank the Lord I be... Like I've said before, just a quick tangent. Man, the fact that this shit is on public record forever is a scary thing some of the times because I was ready to go in just now because I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off when um, I hit this car. So let me just tell y'all what happened. On the way to Fresno, going over past like Pacheco Pass there's like a reservoir area and um there's always a lot of 18 wheelers going east um just on the 156 and like I said there's always a lot of 18 wheelers so um they're usually in the slow lane this car decided it wanted to be in the slow lane I'm doing my thing going I don't know how fast I'm going I think we're only going about 65 or whatever and um you know you, you gotta keep it legal for the work but uh I allow this car to switch over because, you know, we're about to pass the 18-wheelers. And then um, as soon as this car gets into my lane, this this person, Jesus, I'm, I'm trying not to use derogatory terms on this guy. This person decides to just immediately slam on the brakes. And, bruh, left me no time, like literally no time. Got in my lane and then immediately slammed on his brakes. And this person had an a Mercedes SUV and just fucked up my whole shit, bruh. Like, I want to use the picture as my fucking podcast picture for this week because my girl is just, her grill is just, (sighs) man, man, man. I, when we pulled over to the right, I, you know how people say they get so mad, they be shaking. Like, I was real life about to beat him up, beat his son up, and then throw his wife into the the water area reservoir looking thing. Like, I was, boy, I couldn't even talk. I, I, nigga, I'm just taking me back right now. I'm, I'm low key getting worked up because I was, I'm letting y'all know I was so hot, like. I was already driving back to Fresno and I didn't even want to be coming back that day and to get into the act and I was kind of rushing. I was going to make it back at the perfect time to go stop at home, grab clothes and shit and then go to work. And then to get into that car accident, I was, I was ready for the fade. Honestly, I'm just to just be straight real with you. I was ready for the fade because it wasn't my fault. It would have been different if I would accidentally did something or if I would have had time to break and then I still hit him, I would, you know, but the fact that he just slammed on his shit and it wasn't even really apologetic about it. He was just trying to switch and then be about his day. I was just, man, I, I couldn't, I, I almost really couldn't, man, 
and I'm not even sure what's going to happen with my insurance yet. I, I've never really filed a claim and everything. I already filed the claim, but I've never really been in an accident to know the next steps and everything like that. So I don't even know how this process goes. And then yesterday I'm in, I'm riding the car and, um, there's a turn that's a downhill turn to the right. It's a very sharp right turn that's right off the highway. And if you're not ready for it, you will fly off the road. And um, that's exactly what happened, y'all. I wasn't driving this time. I was in the passenger seat. Like I said, this turn is right off the highway and she was going a little too motherfucking hot. We, uh, she didn't, she ain't whip hard enough and we flew off the motherfucking road into a ditch. It wasn't a, like we flew off the road almost into the ravine over the curb. Both tires went over the curb, ripped up the undercarriage and like we almost went all the way down, but we slid like just a flew a few feet off the curb. And that was like, that I, I won't, there's a difference between accident and incident, right? Technically, like, is it, isn't it called an incident when you hit a car and it's called an accident when something like that happens, when I'm describing, like going over the curb, almost all the way into the ravine and shit like that. Either way, um, when that happened, it was just like, oh, shit. Because you know how you can kind of, like, know the situation isn't going well? Like, <laughs> you can, like, know you're going... You can see the 10 mile an hour for the turn sign, and you can see... Being in the passenger seat, you see the 10 mile an hour turn sign, and you then see the driver's speedometer going 50, and you're like... Oh shit! Like you, you go from then vibing to like a serious, a very, very serious, holy fuck, in a matter of like point two of seconds. Cause I was just like, oh, this isn't gonna work. But like, being the passenger, what do you say? You feel me? Like, cause, like, you can't be a backseat driver too heavy. But at the same time, I high-key wanted to grab the wheel and whip for her. But I just... It was... Ah, it was bad. It was bad. I didn't know it was... It wasn't that bad in totality. But it was just like, ah, fuck. And, like, the whole situation just general, man, was just like, ah, fuck. And then you have to wait 30 minutes for the tow truck... And then the little, like, the worst part about the whole situation is when the cop showed up and he asked us to sit in the back of their car. And honestly, that was probably the worst experience of my year so far because I never really, I've always understood the the real like meaning of being like the danger of being a black man and everything like that you feel me I don't want to get too like 
black on y'all, but like I've always understood the dangers of being a black man and how we're perceived in society and shit like that. And it very occasionally it's shown to me specifically. You know what I mean? I always see instances in general, of course, on social media and shit like that about where how black men are perceived in the world just in general but very rarely is it shown to me on a face-to-face encounter and just being in the back of the cop car it just had me thinking about every single person I've seen on social media get assaulted by a cop or shot by a cop or every single hashtag was just flying into my head and I was fucking anxious as like nigga I was starting to get terrified I don't even I don't even know how to properly explain like I the thoughts going through my mind like I wasn't handcuffs or restraints of any kind but the thought of being in the back of that cop car and not being able to open my door and get out or roll down my windows for fresh air. It was horrible, my nigga. Like, it was fucking horrible. And all I could think about was all the people cops have assaulted or murdered. And all I could think about was the amount of people that they said, like, you know, this is for your safety. We're just placing you over here. And then they do something very harmful to these niggas. And it was just like, fuck, I'm not trying to be a hashtag. I am really not trying to be a hashtag. And the thing was, I knew I could have took blood, too. Like, so I low-key wasn't going to be a hashtag, you feel me? Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't have the restraints on. Cause, so we was, if I was going to be one, he he was, you feel me? He was going to have a hard time reaching the peace, is all I'm saying. Because I was going to get him if he got out. But anyway, main point, like just being in the back of the car on a serious note, it was like, I've had a, I've had like an anxiety attack before, like a panic attack before. That was just, it was on Nino's birthday though. And that was just like some overwhelming emotion kind of thing. You feel me? I didn't really know what a panic attack was and everything like that. Like, you know, my ex is like told me a, 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 like about her having panic attacks and shit like that and she's described them just in general but like I feel like until you really have one you don't really understand the depths of it so like I didn't really get that at all till like Nino died and then like on his birthday just a cu- it wasn't even the day of his birthday it was a couple days before his birthday I just couldn't stop thinking about the day of his birthday and how I was gonna feel and just him in general so it was just like an overwhelming feeling and like I couldn't breathe and I didn't know how I was gonna like handle that day or just the next day and like it was like rapidly like this probably was like a 12 minute process but like that shit literally felt like 18 hours had gone by and like all these thoughts were just an hour three hours like I literally only had maybe six thoughts but I would say I like I said, it felt like an 18-hour process, and those six thoughts, each of them got three hours of that that 18 hours. That's how that panic attack felt. And it wasn't like three-hour break, three-hour break. It was like three hours, next three, next three, next three. But this time, when um, 
it happened, it wasn't like, you know, I, I could breathe and shit. It just, I wasn't having an overwhelming anxiety attack or anything like that. It just, I felt like the, my heart was beating so fast. It just, I don't even know how to properly describe this to you guys. I, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like everyone gets scared of being in the back of a cop car, but I don't know if everyone can understand the level of fear or helplessness that I'm actually discussing if you're not actually black. And it was just, it's crazy because you actually witness how often and how many, over and I don't want to even say it, it's how you can't even count it. The amount of times black lives have just been discarded and thrown away at the hands of the law when they're the ones who are supposed to be protecting them. So that was one of the most terrifying things, being in the back of that cop car with my phone on only on 3%, not being able to record this whole process, or if something was to happen, my phone, worrying about my phone dying in the middle of the process and not sending this to Instagram or whatever, you know what I mean? Because if something was to start happening, I would hopefully be able to go live and document whatever was happening hopefully and that's mainly why I didn't get to record on Tuesday long story short but I will be back this Tuesday because I like to keep it consecutive and hopefully you guys listen to this and enjoy um let me know if there was something you disagree with or have any discrepancies with tweet me I want to talk about the podcast on my shit. I'm here for it. My shit's I Am Gator. Um, Yeah, man. Y'all have a good week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all the support, whoever supports it. If y'all fuck with it, retweet it. I need more listeners and subscribers and all that good stuff. Peace out, man. Y'all have a good weekend and all that good shit.